Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. Each week we get together and we recap a different book or movie. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be talking about Mean Girls. Mean Girls, the classic 2004 movie starring Lindsay Lohan and um, Rachel McAdams, who is my lifetime crush. Yeah. I love Rachel McAdams. I think she's amazing. Same. I I yet to see a movie where I'm not like, oh my God, get it, girl. <laughs> oh my God, get it, girl. <laughs> get it, girl. I quote this movie on the daily. There were so many quotes that are kind of part of at least our generation, like mm-hmm. millennial. And I never knew that they all came from this movie. Are you serious? Have you seen this movie before? I've seen the movie. I just... I don't know. I guess I watched it once and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I never watched it again because I feel like people usually Mm. watch movies over and over and over again when they like it. Yeah. And I don't. I watch it once. I watched 10 Things I Hate About You with my daughter over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And she I was really like. I thought she was going to go apeshit over Heath Ledger with his long hair and his man bun ponytail. Yeah. And she was like, no. (gasps) I'm like. You don't think he's hot? She's like, no. And I'm like, who is hotter than Heath Ledger in 10 Things I Hate About You? She's like Robert Pattinson. Um, So I think I might have to just throw the whole child out. You suggested I put her in rice. Yeah. You got to put her in rice before you throw her out. I mean, you can't be a bad mother. Uh, yeah, she will. She ate the rice. So like, it's time to just throw the whole kid out. Oh, God. Um, I think I might give her another chance. I need to pick another movie and kind of see what she says about the male lead. It, it really breaks my heart how lost this new generation is, you know? Like, yeah, Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson is is hot, but hotter than Heath Ledger? No. 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 I'm sorry, that is factually incorrect. Uh, I mean, people are entitled to their own opinion. However, in this case, it's not an opinion, it's a fact, and you are wrong, baby girl. Yeah, <laughs> you're incorrect. <laughs> well... Mean Girls, um, like we said, it stars... Did we say it stars Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, did we did we bury the lead? This is Lindsay Lohan when she was the... Like, she was like the princess of Hollywood. In the prime of her acting career, really. Yeah. Well, Lindsay Lohan is playing a girl named Katie. And Katie, uh, she's not your typical teenager because she was raised in Africa. Well, what did her parents do for a living? They were like archaeologists or like... Research zoologists. Yeah. And so Katie was raised in just various regions of Africa while her parents, you know, various African countries, um, while her parents, you know, were doing their research. Yeah. She was homeschooled this whole time. So when the movie starts, she's 16 and her parents are just moving back to the U.S. She's going to school for the very first time. Mm -hmm. And I felt like anxiety because I'm like, dude, is there anything more terrifying than an American high school? Uh, Absolutely not. Um, Especially when she's never been exposed to mainstream public school. And at 16, you know, honestly, at 16, her parents should have just let her finish homeschooling until she graduated. This is a traumatic event to put her in 
to school at 16 years old. Yeah, I think her parents were like, you know what? She's too well adjusted. She, We can't let her get to adulthood without experiencing trauma. And we need to put her in high school for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to cause trauma. Yeah. American high schools are terrifying. And like most specifically is like lunchtime. I still remember the anxiety of not knowing who you who you were going to sit with at lunchtime. At my second high school, I actually ended up eating upstairs on the balcony that like overlooks the common area um, by a plant. Really? That's so sad, Mm -hmm. Courtney. I had went up to a group of like girls and I had class with one of the girls earlier in the day and I went up and I was like, hey, I'm just like, can I sit with you guys? And one of the girls laughed. So I just walked away. Oh, my God. I just walked away and I went and I sat by a plant for like two months. Well, you know what, though? (laughs) You sat next to a plant. Is this the origin story of you becoming a plant lady? It's like, I have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then this other girl started sitting next to the plant, too. Huh. I I think it might have been her plant that I stole. Mm. And then she was, like, trying to, like, reclaim her plant. She used to sit next to the plant, and now you were sitting next to the plant. Yeah, so she started sitting on the other side of the plant, but we didn't talk. I'll tell you what, though. I think going to sit next to a potted plant for lunch because you have no friends is kind of... I don't know if it's less sad or more sad than what happened to Katie her first day of school. She ends up having to eat in a toilet stall, which like, don't do that, dude. That's so that's gross. It's so unsanitary. Like, do you do you understand that the air has poop particles? Do you understand when you flush a toilet, what's in the toilet comes shooting up like particles of it? Yeah, no, I think that eating by a potted plant is a whole lot less sad than eating in the bathroom, which is fucking gross. Yeah. Well, that's what Katie ends up having to do because she can't figure out who to sit with. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, pretty quickly, even though she has like a really bad first day by like her second or third day, she makes Mm -hmm. friends with these two kids that they're kind of like the outcasts. She does. She makes friends with Damien and Janice and they are sort of the outcasts. Um, Janice has a very emo goth like it's, it's the kind of look that was most popular during the MySpace era. Yes. The emo girl. Black, slicked hair, piercing. Yeah, I think Janice definitely listened to My Chemical Romance. For sure. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Um, And then you have Damien, who is your stereotypical gay best friend side character in 2004. I feel like everybody knows a Damien. I worked with a Damien. Yeah. I worked with a guy like this. Um... I I really thought he was openly gay, but it turned out he was like married to, you know, he was heterosexual and he just had like a gay persona at work. It was very strange. Odd, but okay. You do you, babes. Yeah. You could, you could be whoever you want to be. Yeah. And so Janice and Damien kind of take little sweet Katie under their wing and they're like, hey, you should let us show you around. We'll show you the back building. And they essentially trick her into skipping class. They do, yeah. But I mean, listen, it's all for the best because, like, 
they give her a crash course on the school, right? Like, dude, they mm-hmm. even they even draw her a map of the cafeteria, where to sit, where not to sit. They explain to her the most important group of the school that's called the plastics. The plastics are comprised of Karen, Gretchen, and Regina. And Regina is the queen bee here. She's the most popular girl in school. She always wins spring fling queen. Everybody's like simultaneously terrified and enthralled with her. In love. Yeah, like they're in love, but they're also very scared of her because she is, for all intents and purposes, terrible. Well, Regina to me looks like a vampire. Like she has this icy blonde hair that kind of clashes with her skin tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, forget the fact that her that she's Rachel McAdams, so she's gorgeous just by default. But she's kind of terrifying looking. Like she looks like a White Walker from Game of Thrones to me. But like a hot White Walker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> and then you have her little worker bees, Gretchen and Karen. Gretchen is sort of described as the gossipy one they even say that's why her hair is so big it's full of secrets yeah and then you have karen oh karen she is described as the dumb one yeah she's not very bright but she's bright enough to know that she's not very bright which i would argue gives her Mm -hmm. a couple of iq points because the dumbest people i ever met did not know they were stupid yeah and she's also very pretty And she's smart enough to sort of allow Regina to make decisions and go along with them to secure her spot in this social circle. Right. So the plastics, these three girls, they are the most popular girl in school. And it just seems like everyone in school is obsessed with them. There's like this little montage of people just knowing everything about them and and wishing they could be a part of their group. The girl, one girl even says, one time Regina George punched me in the face. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, honey, uh, that's called a kink. And uh, you're too young. But in a couple years, <laughs> you should look into that. But yeah, so Katie, on her second day of school, after Janice and Damien have given her, you know, this map of the lunchroom. She gets her food and she beelines straight for Janice and Damien so she can eat and be safe. Uh, but she gets um, she gets caught up. She gets waylaid on the way there. Yeah. And somehow she ends up getting trapped in Regina George's kind of web because Regina George takes an interest in Katie and she's like, oh, you're this you're the new girl, aren't you? And she invites her to sit down and starts asking her questions and and let me give you this regina george seems genuinely interested in katie which Mm -hmm. i feel is charming red flag no it's not a red flag it's like charming you know like imagine you're the new girl and someone is like interested like the most popular girl in school is leaning in and asking you questions like you would be charmed no i would be terrified (laughs) you really i would be terrified if I had already been apprised of this girl being the most popular girl in school. And then 
she flags me down in the lunchroom to come talk to her, I would be terrified. Like, nay, nay, my friend. I know that there are plots afoot here, and I will not be part of it. I don't know. Katie's hot. I mean, she's Lindsay Lohan. So, she is hot. So maybe... Regina looks at her and she's it's kind of that mentality of like keep your enemies closer because like keep maybe keep your enemies close because you know this new hot girl with an interesting background comes into town like everyone knows that whenever there's a new girl in school that is automatically the hottest girl like even if she's you know it's fresh meat it's like she's a three but she's new to to the school 10 she's automatically a 10 you know well and see here's the thing Regina does start off very charming when she's talking to Katie. She's like, come sit with us, sit down. And she's asking Katie all these questions. And Katie is so socially awkward. She doesn't know any of the slang or how to respond. Like Regina, Katie says something and Regina's like, shut up. Yeah. Katie's like, I didn't say anything. (laughs) Yeah. She's just so, poor Katie is so fucking confused. She doesn't know how to respond. She's a pure soul. She's very innocent. Like, you could just tell she doesn't know what she's getting into. She doesn't. And then after the conversation, um, Regina confers with Gretchen and Karen. And then they tell Katie so excitedly, "We we want you to know that we, like, never do this, but we want to invite you to sit with us for the rest of the week. Uh, and they go over a bunch of rules, <laughs> which is like, mm-hmm. you know, on Wednesdays we wear pink and you can't wear sweatpants and you need to kind of go over your outfits with, with us. And it's, I mean, it's a lot to have a friend group with rules, which I guess, you know what, you know what just occurred to me? Mm-hmm. All friendship groups have rules and it's just that the plastics are stating them out loud. That's true. All friendship groups have rules, but most of them are just like implied rules, right? Like, un- like mutually understood rules. Which isn't that more confusing? That's actually the whole idea behind like my social anxiety is not knowing what the socially implied rules are. No, absolutely. It and it's also because the rules differ between friend groups, right? So, like, if if you're going between friend groups, sometimes, which I think as adults we do pretty often, but if you're going between friend groups, it's really hard because the rules are not the same, right? Like some friend groups, you could be like, "Oh, bitch, look at that, look at that fat ass in that dress," and then in another friend group, that's an insult. Like when I called you bitch this morning. And you just, you kind of just have to read the room, you know, like you never know. Absolutely. After her little lunch with the plastics, Katie is in the girls' bathroom with Damien and Janice and she's telling them, you know, hey, listen, I, like they, they made me sit with them. They invited me to eat with them for the rest of the week. And Janice is like, you have to do it. You have to do it and tell us all the horrible things they say, you know, like you have to be a little spy. Yeah, um, Janice encourages Katie to kind of infiltrate the plastic group. And Janice seems to think it's like this big, hilarious joke. Um, mm-hmm. Can we talk about how intensely Janice hates Regina? You can definitely tell that there's some drama that has went down between those two. There's some history there. And yeah, like Janice has a burning pits of hell rage against 
Regina? Well, because the thing is, I feel like in in girl groups, when they crash and burn, they burn. It's usually an explosion. Because like mm-hmm. in, in guy friendships, what are they gonna do? They're gonna beat each other up. But in girl friendships, when there's a big fallout, it's somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. No, like new trauma was unlocked is what happened. That's going to follow them for the rest of their lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally, once you decide you don't like a girl that you used to be friends with, it's over. There's no redeeming. There's no coming back from it. There's not. They could literally save your life from a burning building and you'd just be like, fuck you, bitch. You had to make it all about you, huh? Saving me from my death <laughs> so that you could be cheered. Yeah. Um, But Katie is really uncomfortable with being this secret agent, you know? Yeah. Katie learns a lot of things throughout this week of hanging out with the girls, you know? Katie learns that this cute boy in math class that she had a crush on, um, his name is Aaron, and she tells Gretchen that she kind of thinks this boy is cute, and they're like, oh, no. Yeah. That's Regina's ex-boyfriend. You can't like him. Right, which, you know what, of all the rules in this friend group, that one 100% makes sense. You don't like your friend's exes or crushes. If you you and your friend are looking at a boy, I don't care how long you've loved that boy, if your friend says at first that they have a crush on them, you take those feelings and you shove them deep down inside. Deep, deep down. Yeah, absolutely. The minute you know a friend has a crush or has gone out with a boy, he becomes persona non-dude okay like you you cannot ever tell anybody just very at the inside that you thought he was cute yeah you take it in a little box yeah and you shove it in the back of your brain and you pretend like it's your brother now ew but yeah (laughs) ew but yeah no but yeah he is now brother energy to you yeah um katie has a crush on regina's ex his name is Aaron, and he's a cutie pie, mm-hmm. okay? He's got that young Zac Efron haircut, you know? He does. Goddamn. You know, it's crazy, because it's the least attractive haircut, but it looks really good on certain boys. It's kind of a bowl haircut when you think about it. It's like a bowl cut, but it's like one of those fancy bowls that rich people have where it has, like, swooped sides. <laughs> so it's not like, you know what I mean? It's a fancy bowl. It's like a fancy bowl. Yeah. Katie actually has bath class with this dude. And she she talks to him a couple times, but then, you know, she finds out that's Regina's ex and she's like, oh, yeah, bury the feelings. Right. Regina and the plastics take Katie shopping at the mall. And I, I think this might be the first time Katie's ever been to a mall. Yeah, I remember malls, like, do you know malls are going, I mean, they're shutting down all over the country because our generation was single-handedly keeping them open, which is wild to me because we didn't have any money. Like, I remember going to the mall and I remember not buying anything because I didn't have any money. (laughs) And I think one of the things is, is that parents feel less safe dropping their 12-year-old off at a mall for eight hours. Yeah. Because that's what my mom did, like one of my friends like their parents would drop us off my mom would pick us up you know or vice versa right and we would literally go there all day long what i want to know is where do teenagers hang out these days because when you think about it the mall was such a great hangout spot it was. It was huge. There was there was so much to see. You know, you didn't need any money. 
you didn't have to buy anything. You could literally go in and try on 47 prom dresses <laughs> in, you know, November. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're all going out of business because we took up so much employee man hour times putting away clothes we never planned on buying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what? It's the math is mathing now as I've realized that our generation clogging up malls and not buying anything led to the demise of malls because they weren't getting any money. I I was shopping once. I think I was in seventh grade and I tried. My friend was like, you need to try on this. She's like, this is your color. This is your color. First of all, I would like to point out right now that bright neon purple is in fact not my color. Ooh. Um, yeah. But it was like a um do you remember remember those like spaghetti strap crop top laced up back um shirts that were popular in like the early 2000s? Yeah, they were like the hose uniform. Yeah, so I was trying on a hose uniform. Um and my friend tied it too tight and I went to go cuz I had my arms up like this. I went to go bring my arms down and it just ripped the inside of the entire shirt. And it was like, a, it wasn't that expensive. It was like $17, I guess. Yeah. But like, I didn't have $17. I had five and I <laughs> planned on buying a goddamn great American cookie. All right. <laughs> and so I literally just like put it back on the hanger and we left Sears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sears. I wonder if the statute of limitation is up on that or if like they're, they've, there's these bunch of guys in a van outside your house wearing headphones and they're like, we got her, we got her. <laughs> you know what? Probably. You know what? I'm really sorry. They've been staking your house out for like 20 years. <laughs> it, it was. It was like almost 21 years ago that this happened. Um, but I'm pretty sure the statue is, in fact, up on a $17 shirt that I ripped to the Sears. <laughs> Listen, pretty sure Sears is pretty much hanging by a thread. All, all the seers here are gone. It's kind of, oh man, I don't know. I'm just having this nostalgia of like hanging out at the mall and how that, like, that's not a thing for the younger generation. But like, literally, where are they though, dude? Because they're not outside. They're not playing outside. They're not in the mall. Like, where are young kids these days? We sound like a bunch of pedophiles, like trying to figure out where the kids are. <laughs> where are the children? <laughs> where are the kids? <laughs> Maybe they're just at home. They just rotate at people's houses. Yeah. Um. Well, after the shopping adventure here at the mall where Katie is like, what the fuck is this shit? They go back to Regina's house and Regina's house is huge. Well, it's a mansion. It's a literal mansion. Yes. Um, and again, we don't ask why because her mom doesn't work. So we see, you know, Regina's house and she has the master bedroom and she's like, I made my parents trade me. Do you know what, though? Now, I want you to look at your mom with all the audacity you fucking have and be like, mommy, you're going to trade me bedrooms. I know. Listen, these white kids are a different breed. OK, um, I remember growing up, seeing the way white kids talk to their parents, seeing the way they just. I don't know. I feel like there are parents that literally would do this because they're scared of their teenagers. Dude, I can tell you right now, there ain't nothing in the world that would make my mom scared enough of me to be like, yeah, I'll trade you bedrooms. My mom would beat <laughs> my ass. <laughs> my mom would hide my body before she switched me bedrooms because I demanded it. 
Yeah. Well, Regina is a spoiled brat, but then also we meet her mom, who's played by Amy Poehler. And oh my god, it's such an iconic role because Amy Poehler, she's a cool mom. <laughs> she's not like a normal mom. She's a cool mom, and she dresses in those like sweatsuits. You know, like the. the- the would they say juicy on the ass? Yeah, they say juicy. Can you believe people wear people wore those? Can you imagine? Bitch, I had those. Okay. Can you imagine walking around unironically wearing the word juicy on your butt? Like, what was wrong with us as as a people? You know, I don't know. I accidentally bought my daughter a shirt that said "Send nudes." Oh my god. It was a cup of ramen, okay? So she loves ramen. And this shirt was like a cup noodle. And it had like chopsticks in it, pulling out ramen noodles. And I'm like, oh my God, she loves them. And I saw where it said send nudes, but my brain said send noodles. And I'm like, oh my God, she's going to love this. And I handed it to her and she's like, um, thanks. (laughs) Jail, straight to jail. You're going to jail. And I'm like, oh, I, I realized what it said, like, after I gave it to her. I'm like, you can only wear that at home. <laughs> um, Amy Poehler is, she kind of hovers around, you know, her daughter's friends. And you could tell she uh-huh. just, she wants to be part of the plastics. And also, did you notice she's wearing pink? It's it's a Wednesday and the plastics wear pink on Wednesdays. And yes. the mom is wearing pink. Um, yeah, it's her mom is dying to be one of them. But while they're in Regina's room, they find something that they started a long time ago. They find the burn book. Yeah. Uh, the burn book is essentially a giant book where they paste pictures of everyone in their class, everyone in school, and then they write mm-hmm. secrets about them and like mean stuff about them. Yeah. Um, That's freaking terrifying, dude. Listen, did we all talk shit like that? Yes. We didn't write it down, though. I burned my diary pages after I wrote them because <laughs> I was so afraid somebody was going to find them. And then you, like, ate the ashes. No, I flushed them. <laughs> you flushed the ashes. <laughs> I did. All right. So the burn book. Um, you could tell that Katie is a little uncomfortable by the burn book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when she goes back and she reports to Janice, the uh, emo girl, Janice is like, oh, those fucking bitches. What did it say about me? And Katie's like, uh, you weren't in it, which is a lie. She was in it. Yeah. And Janice is mad. She's like, fuck them. Yeah. She's even more mad that she wasn't in it, (laughs) which like I get, you know, if there was this book that was talking shit about everyone and then I wasn't in it, I think I would Mm -hmm. be more offended. Yeah. Um, And. Katie also learns another very valuable lesson after this, um, that night. And it's their three-way phone call burn. Oh, yeah. Regina calls Katie to tell her, like, hey, Gretchen told me that you have a crush on my ex. Yeah, she's like, you know, it's completely fine. She's like, you know, I broke up with him. Um, I can talk to him for you if you want. And Katie's like, yeah, that would be fantastic. I'm like, girl, no. No, don't do it. (laughs) I had been the victim of this scenario before. No. Regina's like, Katie, aren't you like so mad at Gretchen for telling me? Mm -hmm. And Katie's like, no, like I'm not mad at all. I guess she just likes the attention. Like I'm not mad. And then Gretchen pops on and she's like, you think I like attention? 
it's all such like girl drama, but girl drama is like art of war, psychological warfare shit, man. Listen, if women were in charge of the world, wars would not include bombs or guns. If women were going to war, right, women represented countries, they would be like, how do we take this bitch down? They would look deep into your psychological wounds and they would figure mm-hmm. out how to exploit it on a on a freaking worldwide level to where at the end, not a single drop of blood was shed and you are so irreparably embarrassed and hurt that you resign and move into like a freaking mountainside. Yeah. No, if if women ran the world, wars would be psychological. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Katie falls for the three-way phone call burn. And that's a lesson that we've all unfortunately learned the hard way, you know? So for anyone who's completely lost, three-way calling is yeah, back in the day when we had landlines, you could call one person and then patch a third person through on the line. And the third person would have no way of knowing that there's already two people on the line. And honestly, you could do this now with cell phones, I think. You can, but now with cell phones, you have to wait until the third person answers before you merge the calls. Oh, okay. And so the third person could probably see on their caller ID that there's multiple people on the line. Yeah, I think so. You just can't be sneaky like you used to be able to. You cannot. And... I, I'm I'm happy for it for young girls everywhere. Yeah, young girls don't need help being sneakier, but mm-hmm. um Katie, you know, she thinks that she has Regina's blessing and she starts talking to Aaron more and more. And eventually she gets invited to a Halloween party, um, to Aaron's ha- Halloween party, and he tells her, like, hey, it's a costume party, people go all out. Katie did not know that. The Halloween rules. Yeah, like here in America, Halloween at this age group is not about being scary. It's about girls dressing as slutty as they possibly can get away with and then wearing animal ears. (laughs) How many Playboy bunnies were at a single Halloween party when we were like in high school? And what's funny to me is like kind of desecrating these very respected professions, just really setting back the woman's movement, you know, of like, look at me, I'm a nurse. It's like, uh, why are your butt cheeks showing, you know? Look at me, I'm sexy Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. All I'm wearing is like her collar. Yeah, and a bra. Just the collar and a bra and panties, that's yeah. it. So... Katie sh- Katie did not get this memo, and she shows up. She's dressed as an ex-wife, but she's wearing, like, a bloody, dirty prom dr- like wedding dress, raggedy-ass hair, and, like, buck teeth. She's a zombie bride, essentially. And so, you know, I mean, like, it has to be pretty embarrassing. Like, you imagine, as a girl, you kind of, you want to fit in. You want to look, like the coolest version of anybody around and she shows up like a zombie bride and everyone else is like dressed all hot. (laughs) She is definitely um, super embarrassed. You know, Regina is there dressed like a playboy bunny and Katie sees her talking to Aaron and 
kind of looking over at her. Yeah. And Katie's just like, look at my friend over there talking to this cute boy I like. Right. For me. What poor Katie doesn't know is that Regina's actually over there working very hard on the Taco Blanco. Like she's over there trying to scare Aaron off. And when that doesn't work, Regina straight up starts making out with Aaron. And Katie sees it. Oh, Katie is angry and heartbroken. She's like betrayed, basically. Mm -hmm. She goes to Janice and Damien and Katie's like, that's it. We're like, we have to bring Regina down. Because I think for her, this was yeah. this was a moment where it was like she saw how cruel Regina was to pretend to talk to this boy for her and then just make out with, her, with him right in front of her. That is terrible for Regina to do. But Katie leaves the party and just like kicks in the door, like the side door of... I think it's Janice's garage where her and Damien are watching movies and she and they are terrified. And I think that's one of those things. They're watching scary movies and you just have Katie in this terrifying non-slutty costume just kick open the door. I guess that's an argument for slutty costumes because no one no one's ever scared of a slut, you know? Maybe they should be. (laughs) Maybe they should be. You ain't scared until I fuck your dad. Oh, that is scary. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's terrifying. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> Rose does not need any more half siblings. I She's do done. not. I am closed for half siblings. Unfortunately, my dad isn't. Anyway. Um. Yes. Yeah, so Katie goes to her uncool friends, Janice and, and Damien, and they start trying to work up a plan to bring down Regina. Yeah. So you have to get rid of Regina has three things going for her, her man candy, her hot body and her army of skanks. Right. So they start trying to come up with ways to sabotage Regina, but it's not working. Like they do all these stupid things, which, by the way, if you had three people sitting around brainstorming ways to like bring someone down, you would think they would have better ideas. So they trick Regina by putting foot cream in like a face cream jar and giving it to her. I mean, but does it work, though? Well, like, foot cream is pretty moisturizing, I would say. <laughs> like, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, the biggest scam is that there are, there are creams for different parts of our body. Like, you just need one lotion and you can put it everywhere. Like, yeah. it's fine. Um, and so they move on to the army of skanks. They start with Gretchen. Yeah, essentially, she pretends... She, convinces Gretchen that Regina is mad at her and doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to cause havoc in a girlfriend group because it's like, it's really held up by thoughts and prayers. Like, honestly, like a girlfriend group is so fragile, which is why they don't, they mm-hmm. tend not to last very long. No, for sure. They are. They're so fragile. They're very intense. And then they like burn out on their own. And normally they don't even fizzle. Normally they like explode into the sky. Yeah. Um, like making a hole in the ozone layer. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Gretchen breaks and just starts spilling all of the tea about Regina's life. She tells Katie that Regina's cheating on her boyfriend, which then turns into like a montage of 
Katie, Janice, and Damien trying to get Regina's boyfriend to catch her cheating, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, Katie is trying to make Regina gain weight, and so she's giving her... because. The, by the way, the whole movie, Regina is trying to lose 10. She's trying to lose three pounds. Three pounds. Three pounds. Just take a shit, girl. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> Literally three pounds. Okay. Um. So Katie tricks Regina into eating these like weight gaining protein bars that, that her mom would give kids in Africa. And she tells her that these are like special protein bars that like burn up all your carbs. <laughs> that's that's not true. But Regina just takes it at face value. She's like, thanks. Because the bar, like the bar nutrient information is in Swedish. And so Regina can't understand it. She is fully trusting Katie. And I'll be honest, I feel like I would have fallen for this too. Like my friend gave me a bar Same. and the back of the bar was in a different language. And my friend was like, oh, this will make you super skinny. I'd be like, bet. I'd be like double fisting those bars. If my friend gave me an unmarked pill from the bottom of her purse and said this would make me super skinny, I would pop that shit. No questions asked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you understand how this is a problem? <laughs> No, this is an eating disorder. It's fine. I'm aware. <laughs> um, but Katie has started to fall deeper and deeper into the plastics. And she's not pretending anymore. She is one of them. I mean, this is just the truth. This is how it happens. If you pretend to be something long enough, you will become that something you're pretending to be. Like the lines start to blur and that's what's mm -hmm. happening. And Janice and Damien, who, you know, I don't know, they're uncool, but they're kind of cool in their own way, in the way that they don't care that they're mm -hmm. not cool. <laughs> they start to notice that Katie is like not the sweet Katie anymore. She's turning into a bitch. She is. And Katie is also turning into Regina because she starts secret tutoring sessions with Aaron. But it's like a secret. Like Regina doesn't know that Aaron's tutoring Katie. Yeah, but not just that. Like this kid is like, oh, I'll tutor you. Like he has to know he's not good at math and he's offering to tutor her. And Katie knows he's not good at math. Yeah, because she knows what she's doing. So the fact that she's sabotaging her own grades for a boy, it's like, girl. Baby. Baby. No. Nuh-uh-uh. Cut it out. We do not make ourselves less. We allow men to choke, okay? <laughs> yes, if we're too much, let them choke. Mm -hmm. I love it. Katie dumps herself down and asks Aaron to tutor her. And while Aaron is tutoring her, by the way, he's still dating Regina and Katie kisses him. Yeah. You're kissing another girl's boyfriend. A girl who's supposed to be your friend. Right. No, that's... That, Katie, you crossed the line, my dude. You crossed the line, girly, and this is not okay. She needs to go to girl jail, which mm -hmm. which sounds like an oversimplified version of jail, but it's actually worse. Like in girl jail, there are middle schoolers there that poke fun at all of your deepest insecurities. You're always wearing khakis when you start your period in the middle of the day. Like <laughs> no pad. Yeah, it's no pad. All the worst things happen in girl jail. You don't want to go there. It's 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 hell on earth. That's that's what girl jail is. Yeah. Katie tells Aaron 
Regina's cheating on you right. with this other dude. And she tells him where to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aaron breaks up with Regina. Right. And Regina's devastated. She has no idea why Aaron broke up with her. And at this point, you know, we're seeing Katie becoming a worse and worse person. But then we're also seeing Regina's life kind of falling apart because mm-hmm. Regina's gaining weight because of the bars that Katie have, yes. has given her. Regina um, just got broken up with, so she's heartbroken. Yeah. And the plastics end up kicking Regina out of their table because she's wearing sweatpants because she can't fit into any other of her clothes. Yes. And it's funny because Regina's like, um, no, like this is my group. Like I can sit here. I can sit here if I want to. They're like, no, you have to follow the rules with the rest of us. And they kick her out in the middle of lunch and she has to go find somewhere else to sit because she's wearing sweatpants and it's not a Friday. She even tries to like appeal to them. She's like, this is the only thing that fits me. And they do not care. I mean, at the end of the day, we shouldn't feel bad for Regina because she created this monster of a group and then the the group ate her up, which is kind of like what Mm -hmm. happens. It's kind of like those men that keep like tigers as pets and then the tiger eats their arm. And it's like, yes, stupid. That's what tigers do. Well, you know, at this point, Katie is the new Regina and Gretchen and Karen are now Katie's army of skanks. Katie ends up kind of showing how far she's changed. She ends up blowing off both her parents and her supposedly true friends, Janice and Damien. Janice has an art exhibit that she is being a part of this weekend. And she told Katie ahead of time and she really wants Katie to go there because she has a piece that is being entered and up for a prize. But Katie tells her she can't go because she has um, plans with her parents to go see a play. Which was true, but then Katie blows off her parents to have a party instead, which she doesn't invite Janice or Damien. Or Regina. Right. (laughs) She invites Aaron, but also Aaron's not there on time, and so Katie's freaking out. Katie also thought it was going to be like a smaller party. Like she goes, I bought enough cheese and crackers for eight people. Is that enough? I wonder how this new era of like ring doorbells has kind of stopped kids from having house parties when their parents are out of town because now the parents can Uh monitor the house. I have four cameras inside my house. Like, yeah, so kids can't sneak out like they used to because parents are have tech parents have technology on their side now well honestly like it's only a matter of time before kids learn how to hack into the camera system and like loop the feed like it's just a matter of time gen z's gonna gen z's probably already doing it like i'm probably outing them right now they're gonna put a hit out on me (laughs) yeah goodbye courtney yeah so you know katie is throwing this party that she thought was gonna be small it turns in huge Katie's stressed out and she's just pounding shots. She's drinking way too much, which like I always wonder how at these like house parties, how teenagers get access to 
all of these supplies because as a grown ass adult, when you try to throw a party for like eight, 10 people, like it's a lot of money. It's like hundreds of dollars. You got to buy the plates, you got to buy the cups, you got to buy the food, you got to buy the drinks. And somehow all of these teenagers, like they manage. You know, I don't know. I, I've always kind of questioned it. But like also like who cleans up after this? Who fucking cleans up after this party? Yeah. You know? To be fair, it didn't seem that wild. So it didn't seem like a huge, like, you know. Yeah. Well, Katie finally finds Aaron. He actually ends up in her bedroom and she's like pouring her drunk self out of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I've been looking for you. She's like, oh, same. Like, how are you? You know, and they're talking. She admits that she lied about being bad at math to spend time with him. Right. And he's like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. He's like, you failed on purpose. He's like, that's fucking dumb. And then she starts talking just like Regina. She's like, no, shut up. And he's like, stop. Yeah. He calls her a clone of Regina, which at this point is pretty fair. And right as Katie is processing this, she starts to feel really sick, like sick to her stomach. Uh, The door opens to the bedroom. Regina walks in. So Regina's catching Katie and, you know, Aaron together. And Regina's freaking out. Katie pukes all over Aaron. Katie pukes all over Aaron, which is so embarrassing. Like, literally put me in witness protection program if I ever puke on my crush. Like, it's done. In college, I puked at my college crush's house in the middle of his hallway. But him and his roommates were thoroughly prepared for a puke because they literally open like the coat closet, pull out a bag of cedar chips and coffee grounds, just pours it on there. And then they have a fucking squeegee and an industrial dustpan that they use at schools and shit and just start fucking cleaning it up. They had it cleaned up, Swiffer, wet jetted and perfect back to normal in like three minutes. Yeah, that's a little concerning. That's like, uh, I mean, it's concerning how quickly they could clean up a scene, how prepared they were. Yeah, they had it cleaned up literally three minutes. That's nuts. Where are these guys? These guys are, they started a um, a big cleaning company, I bet. One of them that was there is actually in jail. <laughs> but no, I don't know where one of them is. And then like two of them are like married and have babies now. Oh, so that that came in handy. That knowledge came in handy. But um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so Regina leaves Katie's house and she's really pissed. And remember, Regina mm-hmm. got broken up with and she actually has a new boyfriend now. And mm-hmm. she's angrily eating the bars that Katie used to give her. And her boyfriend yeah. is like, why are you eating those bars? Um, He's like, coach makes us eat those when we need to move up a weight class. So now she knows that Katie lied and has been purposely making her gain weight. When I tell you that Regina goes berserk, like she starts screaming and she does not stop screaming as she goes home into her room. She pulls out the burn book. She grabs a picture of her and Katie, rips it in half, and she writes in the burn book, this girl is the biggest, fuggliest skank like don't trust her and you think she's gonna put a picture of katie on there uh nay nay my friends she puts a picture of herself on there and then the next day she takes it into the principal's office sobbing saying that she found it in the girl's bathroom 
I mean, it's pretty genius, right? Because it is. This is how girl worlds are fought. <laughs> this book is full of accusations and uh, it's pretty incriminating. I mean, I think there's something in there about like the the coach, the gym coach, like having an affair with students. Like there's pretty disturbing shit in there. At one point, Katie wrote in the burn book where she accused one of the teachers of selling drugs. Right. And it's one. it was one of her favorite teachers, too. It was. It was the it's, math teacher, Mrs. Nurberry. Yeah. Who's played by Tina Fey. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know Tina Fey wrote this movie, right? Yes. You know, Regina, while she's sobbing to the principal, she's like, there's only three girls in the whole school who aren't in it. Which happened to be Katie, Gretchen, and Karen. Yeah, the the remaining three plastics. So they get called into the principal's office. And while they're in there um, trying to deny any knowledge of this burn book, Regina is outside in the hallway spreading copies of the burn book all over the school. Mm. It's chaos. Yeah, she's just watching the world burn right now. I mean, because what happens is these girls come out of class and then they see they see pages of them with their biggest secrets written on it and they immediately turn on each other because they they don't realize that like Regina her power was getting people's secrets and mm-hmm. you know kind of like hoarding them for the right time and this is the right time it, Regina hell hath no fury like a woman scorned Regina was scorned and now the whole world will burn there's some like, there's something so satisfying about that as an adult, the fact that it's like I'm having a bad day and so I ruined lunch and everyone's going to have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. The principal comes out and he sees this chaos and he's like, "Oh shit." Like, this is bad. He grabs a baseball bat. <laughs> I know he does. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with that? I mean, these girls are going to town on each other. I saw, and I, I hope these were stunt doubles and not actual actors that made a mistake. But I saw a down girl. The stairs. Yeah, I saw a girl tackle another girl down the stairs. I hope that wasn't like an accidental. I know, like they got carried away. We should check the credits for like R.I.P. <laughs> In memory of... Yeah. Yeah. But the principal is just like, no. Mm -mm." He busts the fire alarm, makes the sprinklers come on, and then he screams all junior girls to the gym immediately. Yeah. So I guess this whole time I didn't realize it, but I guess the drama was the junior class. Mm hmm. That's interesting, right? It is interesting, especially since the other grades seem to be immune from it. Yeah, it just seems like the other grades are just not even on the same part of the school. Like, where where are the other grades? I don't know, but all of the junior girls go to the gym and, you know, the principal tries to handle it, you know, and he's like, you know, does anybody have anything they want to say? And this one sweet poor girl in the front, she's like... The book accused me of not being a virgin because I have to use jumbo super tampons, but it's not my fault that I have a wide set vagina and a heavy flow. And he was like, <laughs> I, I'm out. I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, he turns it over to Miss Norberry. And you know what? Miss Norberry comes in clutch. She has like some psychobabble like bullshit that she pulls on these girls. Mm-hmm. 
And she starts making them work out all of their issues within their own clique. Mm-hmm. And then Regina, she's like, um, I shouldn't have to be here because some of us are just victims. Right. And so, she, you know, Miss Norberry is like, okay, if anybody here feels pers- has ever felt like they've been personally victimized by Regina George, raise your hand. Even the teachers in the back raise their hands. <laughs> like a ton of people raise their hands. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this big, like, cathartic um workshop where all the girls they have to work with issues within their cliques and then it kind of ends with everyone doing confessions and then having trust falls Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. <laughs> i don't tr- i don't wouldn't no. i wouldn't trust anyone to like blindly fall into them but nope and then janice goes up she spills the tea about everything about how katie was sent in there to infiltrate the plastics mm-hmm. how Katie, you know, um, it was all a big joke and how she was a spy for them until she turned into one of them. Janice just comes clean about everything. To be fair, Janice really felt betrayed by um, Katie because remember that big art show that Janice kept Mm -hmm. trying to get Katie to go to? That was the night that Katie instead threw a party and didn't even invite Janice. So like Janice is pretty pissed at Katie. So right now Katie has no one because she has just been Mm -hmm. outed as like not really being a plastic and also being a huge bitch. Which she was being, to be honest. Yeah. And at that point, Regina storms out. And Katie runs after her. She's like, Regina, wait. And then, you know, Regina is in the middle of the road. She turns around and she's like, no, you shut up. People thought you were this, like, foreign exchange student Africa freak who came over here and didn't know how to act and you're so awkward and I made you everything that you are you know all of this and then she's still standing in the middle of the street and she gets hit by a bus yeah there's like a rogue school bus that has been vying for some young blood since the beginning of this movie like the school bus driver has been swerving trying to hit somebody and uh he he got it he finally hit someone um it's not even like dismissal time like what the fuck is this school bus doing <laughs> i don't know he was just there prowling for young teenage girls in the road like- yeah um so yeah regina gets hit by a bus um but she's fine she didn't die she has to wear like a neck brace and a back brace which you know that with like headgear i know that sucks um you know the next couple days at school are pretty rough for katie but i don't really feel sorry for her like she deserves it she doesn't have anyone anymore um the whole school thinks that she pushed regina in front of the bus (laughs) Yeah, like they're showing like them voting for spring fling. You know, it's the night of the spring fling. Um, Also, Katie's parents think that Katie pushed her in front of the bus. They're not sure. Like when your own parents don't know for sure if you push someone in front of a bus. Like, I don't know. You've got you got to think about that. You got to think about how your reputation got so bad. Yeah. But, you know, so Katie gets grounded. She ends up sneaking out of the house anyways, and she actually goes to a math league competition. Well, because Katie is failing math, remember, on purpose. And so her math teacher, Mm -hmm. 
who, by the way, was accused of um, selling drugs, <laughs> is being investigated by the police because, you know, they need to investigate these allegations unless yeah. someone admits that they're made up. Well, and Katie comes clean when the police are there questioning students. Katie comes clean and she's like, you know, Mr. Duval, who's the principal, she's like, I, I did it. I wrote that. Right. And so when Miss Nurberry comes back, uh, she tells Katie that if she wants to pass math, she's going to have to join the math leads. And so Katie does. Katie ends up winning the math lead competition for the school. They're all like, yeah, we're going to roll up to Spring Fling now. And Katie's like, oh, I'm grounded. And her dad let her out. Her mom was like, where is Katie? And he's like, oh, she went out. She's like, but she's grounded. <laughs> yeah. And dad's just like, oh, can they not go out when they're grounded? Yeah, the dad doesn't know how any of this works either. I mean, they, they were raising a kid in, in Africa, so like nobody knows yeah. what's going on. But Katie ends up going to Spring Fling. Her parents are there too, and they're like, get over here now. And Katie's like, uh, I'm in danger. I guess Spring Fling is this school's version of Spring Formal because it's, it's a dance and they announce like a king and queen. Mm-hmm. Is like homecoming, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like spring homecoming, I guess. So Katie is at spring formal. She wins spring formal queen. You know, spring fling queen. She wins queen and she goes up to stage. The principal expects her to just take the crown, step off to the side, and that would be that. There is a stage and there is a microphone. If you think I'm not going to make a speech, you are out of your mind. Yeah, and she makes this cute speech about how everybody's a spring fling queen and, you know, they were so dumb and how they've all been acting and that she owes a lot of people apologies. And then she breaks the crown up and tosses it to, like, everybody. Yeah, it was really sweet. She takes this moment to, like, lift everybody up and she breaks the crown into pieces and then shares it. And it's really great. But, like, I don't know. What the fuck am I going to do with this piece of like plastic <laughs> right and you could tell it hurt damien she breaks the crown and he's like oh, no yeah 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 it's a plastic dollar tree crown like my dude you'll be okay yeah that was like the cheapest looking crown ever you know at, it shows us a little fast forward to the next school year about how the junior cliques has sort of broken up and everybody sort of found a new place in the school like regina took out all her anger and started playing lacrosse yeah. Gretchen found a new clique and everybody just, the plastics were no more. <laughs> I think the moral of this story is that if girls find a way to organize and convene together, they can literally cause a war and destroy like a, a little population. Oh, for sure. You should fear women more. Yeah. <laughs> if this is what they can do when they are teenagers, yeah. imagine what grown-ass women could do. All right. So, I mean, that's where the movie leaves us. It's kind of a happy ending. Wait, does Katie end up with a boy? I can't remember. I don't think so. Well, good, because she doesn't deserve him. No. All right. Well, the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is brewing in on the way. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.